Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include how to pick an elevator at the National Secondary, what the Fed buys, and my interview with Ben Miller and Celine Kellum on implementing technology and competing in the current market. Today's podcast is brought to you by Simple Nexus, an Encino company and award-winning developer of mobile-first technology for the modern mortgage lender. Be the number one partner for real estate agents and other referral sources with Nexus Engagement. The highly collaborative app brings borrowers, real estate agents, and lenders together with a rich mobile experience that converts leads to closed loans and keeps real estate partners looped in along the way. Visit simplenexus.com to learn more. You ever kissed a West Coast girl under Northern Lights? North and West aside, there are lenders and vendors from every corner of the nation heading to the East. We're fast approaching the NBA's National Secondary Conference at the Marriott in New York. Capital Markets people know the Marriott well, with its 12 elevators. Take your pick of Lyft based on passenger. Chatty, garlic coffee breath, apathetic, where's the exhibition hall? Contagious, hungover, inquisitive. Staring at the floor, last second jump on, gasp out the window, I hit the wrong floor, and I hate these elevators. (laughs) On a more serious note, out yesterday came the most efficient way to produce mortgage loans, a paper addressing how you can ease margin compression, creative applications of outsourcing and automation, and top functions to outsource and why. For the link to that story, as well as the latest jobs and transitions, lender and vendor services and products, and training events and conference news, visit robchrisman.com. For today's interview, I want to welcome onto the show Ben Miller, co-founder of Simple Nexus, and Celine Kellum, Chief Operating Officer of Thrive Mortgage. As a co-founder at Simple Nexus, Ben Miller oversees ongoing business operations, including strategic partnerships, implementation management, and customer success functions. Ben joined Simple Nexus in 2014 as an original employee following his first meeting with company founder Matt Hansen. His industry recognitions include Housing Wire's Vanguard Award and Rising Star Award. For the last decade, Celine Kellum has been an integral proponent of the systems, processes, and technology solutions at Thrive Mortgage. A 2018 Housing Wire Vanguard recipient, Celine has guided her company to multiple firsts in the industry, including an e-closing initiative that led to Thrive Mortgage completing the first 100% digital mortgage in the state of Texas. As the chief operating officer, she is the company's biggest champion in designing ways to analyze data and making operational adjustments to keep everything running as smoothly as possible. All right, Ben, I'm going to launch right in then. The industry is seeing layoffs. How's Simple Nexus performing? Are there concerns? You know, it's a it's a challenging environment for the industry, given that volumes are pulling back, but uh, we're still seeing strong purchase volumes out there. And Simple Nexus as a company, we're growing. Uh, you know, we're out there hiring new talent, um, you know, growing capacity to take care of our new customer base, you know, hired production staff, engineering staff, uh, sales just all around uh, because we signed a lot of logos in Q4. And we're seeing our new products such as eClose set new monthly records. Uh, so, so Simple Nexus is definitely coming in strong as we built a, a good foundation in years past. 
to continue to serve the industry, you know, with a, a need and uh, fulfill, you know, what, what the industry needs to, I guess, be more efficient and grow even in these challenging times. Those people that have worked in this industry for a while know that it's very cyclical. And after the last couple of years, 2022 has not been the uh, greatest time in the market. What's your advice for people competing in this market? It's definitely challenging compared to 2020 and 2021. You know, however, there's always a glass half full scenario in that, you know, we're going to see record volumes of purchase business is what we're anticipating this year. Uh, You know, refis have definitely pulled back substantially, but there's a lot of work out there to do, a lot of loans that need to be done. Uh, So if you're in this market competing, uh, obviously you have to look at right sizing and your processors or underwriters or even production staff for the volumes that are at hand. Uh, But someone needs to do the loans that are out there. And uh, so be efficient as a company. Uh, Focus in on how can you create the best experiences of course, leveraging technology to help your people be more you know, efficient at what they do, do more with fewer resources, so to say, um, and provide that differentiating experience. You know, you have to uh, find out how to do loans with fewer touches than, than you did before, you know, and, and technology can help you do that, uh, especially around e-closing. And we're seeing a lot of efficiency in, in how you can, you know, close and ship a loan uh, requiring you know fewer touches, human touches uh, than you needed before, fewer hours to do that, um, and, and especially with production, right? You know, how do you leverage technology to get loans in the door, uh, be able to reach out there and connect with people before even a loan application, uh, be more efficient in the way you you know manufacture that loan and ship that loan. Uh, so again. You know, there's a lot of work out there to do, even though the industry has pulled back substantially um, and, and you need to be the best one prepared to go do that work. So Celine, speaking of competing in this market, what steps are Thrive taking to adjust and how Simple Nexus helped? Yeah, absolutely. I think very much like Ben and Simple Nexus, Thrive is looking for new innovations and technology solutions to work smarter. But we too are looking to lean into existing technology. I think a lot of companies like ourselves, being an independent mortgage bank, we've got a lot of technology solutions out there. But I would bet a lot of people are leaving a lot on the table. So we want to ensure we're maximizing usage and benefits of all of our existing tools and technology solutions very much like Simple Nexus. And the Simple Nexus app, what we have branded internally here as iThrive, allows us to create that single bar ecosystem where we app, we chat, we collect documents, we sign documents, we collect conditions, we deliver and pay for appraisals. Um, and there's so much more I know I'm leaving out, but um, I think very similar to what Ben had mentioned is we're looking for those efficiencies and switch costs is a real thing. It's also a time suck for all of our teams. And so we're always looking for operational efficiencies that will really allow our thrivers to be more productive. So 
we focused not only on that bar experience, but what what will allow us to execute with speed and finding those operational wins. So just to give you a few nuggets that I would say really stand out for us here at Thrive, our DocuSign integration is, has been very helpful. The ability to send e-signable documents to the bar via Simple Nexus app has been very efficient in terms of collecting if it's a, a letter of explanation or something that's not outside of the disclosure package or the closing package. Um, I would also say the ability to collect conditions, the speed in which our teams can collect the e-verifications and some of those more traditional paper documents uh, within that application and all within the ecosystem has really allowed for speed um, to getting that loan to the closing table. Uh, another shout out would be to Nexus Pay. This is going to be huge, I think, in our environment. Um, this is allowing us not only that smooth bar experience, but also the ability to manage and control our cost around appraisals. And I know anybody in the business right now knows those appraisal costs are something that continues to rise. I think last but not least, I would say digital closings, uh, also known as e-closings. We like to stay away from that and brand it as a digital closing experience and really just making sure that it's not just the convenience and speed for the borrowers during that closing experience, but also creates the speed and the quality for our Thrive operations teams. And that technology really has helped us ensure that we have a complete and accurate signing experience, which allowed, has allowed us to reduce time and post-close processes and delivering a complete and accurate closing package. So I would say really looking to lean on and perfecting those experience with all the channels of business. When it comes to implementing technology, do you have any advice or best practices for lenders to help them make the most of their investment? Of course. <laughs> um, I'd probably sum it up in, into a couple pieces. And I would say first and foremost, it's getting buy-in. You can't operate in a vacuum and it's very simple. I don't do loans every day anymore. Um, it's our teams that are that we're supporting that's doing the loans. And so it's really important that you have that uh, representation from all of that those different parts of business. And we just really encourage everybody to create a collab lab of your loan officers, your LO teams, your processors, and really create a decisioning committee that allows you to make sure that you have good representation. Um, also, I would say part of that buy-in for Thrive was in that internal branding of this experience, and that was something that was very helpful for us. I would say the last piece of this advice is don't bite off too much all at once. Um, I will say that this has been a progression plan for us in terms of leaning into all of the technology solutions that Simple Nexus has to offer, and we really just started focusing on a very um, short plan and I always like to say start in and operate in threes and we focus on a very first three goals in terms of our initial implementation with Simple Nexus and we did not move off of those goals until we felt like we accomplished those and keep in mind those were our three most important goals and what we were hoping to accomplish with this technology solution. We've since moved on um, and on to new goals with Simple Nexus and those are things like the digital closing experience and Nexus Pay and some of the other great things that Simple Nexus even has on the roadmap that we're super excited about. But I would say, you know, be sure to be focused in that, have established simple reporting that allows you that feedback loop, really to allow your measurement of success to those goals, and just be focused and intentional in those efforts. And Ben, back to you here. 
You mentioned catering to underserved markets such as Hispanic consumers. Can you tell us a little about Nexus Bilingual? Yeah, this has been a really you know fun technology to work on, but one that the industry needed. And it, it, it's allowed the Hispanic borrower to engage with the loan officer, engage with a company uh, in a more natural flow, right? You know, speaking in their own native language and, and answering questions in their own native language. And so it's reduced that burden, that initial, you know, burden of, you know, how do I connect with someone to start this homeownership journey? And uh, it's it's been tremendously, you know, popular and well-received in the industry. Uh, and, and what's important about that is that the Hispanic community has traditionally been underserved, right? It's been hard for them to engage with a lender uh, from initial language barrier, right? And so to help someone engage more naturally and start that process um, has been you know, good for both parties. But also when you think about how this Hispanic block uh, as a demographic is just growing and growing in the share of first time home buyers and share of those new homeowners in general, it's a very important demographic to pay attention to and, and to help you know, uh, as you especially are looking to grow your business in in times where it's more competitive and challenging to go out and get those loans. So uh, it's it's been well received and just, you know, something, you know, very fulfilling for us to have created a technology that fulfills a need and then immediately makes an impact in the industry. Well said. It sounds like a great product. I want to thank you both for the time and coming on to talk to me today. I uh, really enjoyed this. Thank you. Thank you, Robbie. Investors rushed to reallocate money to the safety of bonds yesterday, driving prices up and yield down amid concern about the Fed's ability to tame inflationary spirals without throwing the economy into recession. Atlanta Fed President Bostich said the Fed doesn't need to be moving even more aggressively than 50 basis point rate hikes and can keep the same pace at the next two to three meetings before reassessing. In his words, the Fed can see how the economy responds, see if inflation continues to move closer to our 2% target, and then we can take a pause and see how things are going, he said. I was recently asked the question, if the Fed has stopped buying MBS and Treasuries and will start selling, then what is the Federal Reserve buying every day? The answer is that the Federal Reserve buys various assets dictated by the availability of eligible assets, as well as practical policy considerations. Traditionally. The Fed's assets have consisted mainly of U.S. Treasury securities, bills, notes, and bonds. Mortgage-backed securities have been the second largest asset by value on the Fed's balance sheet, entitling the Fed to cash flows from a fixed income basket of mortgage loans. The Fed can also manipulate currency in circulation, bank reserves on deposit, and reverse repurchase agreements, borrowings of treasuries from commercial counterparties. Remember that the Federal Reserve can print money to buy securities outright or can use the cash from early payoffs when a loan pays off through the sale of property or refinances, or the cash that's coming in from monthly principal and interest payments to buy securities. So, the Federal Open Market Committee can gradually ease its buying, which is why we still see Fed purchases. The Federal Reserve painted a somewhat concerning picture of the global financial system in its latest semi-annual financial stability report, citing particular examples that may warrant further attention. Surging inflation and Russia's war in Ukraine have supplanted the coronavirus pandemic 
While a quick monetary policy tightening cycle may result in lower economic output and raise borrowing costs that could lead to job losses, unsustainable debt levels for businesses, and impact the housing market via higher mortgage rates. Today is heavy on supply. The $103 billion quarterly refunding gets started with $45 billion of three-year notes and Fed appearances on the economy, monetary policy, and inflation. There's only one data point, the NFIB's Small Business Activity Index for April, which came in unchanged. The Fed will purchase up to $2.1 billion of 30 or 3.5% to 4.5%. We begin the day with agency MBS prices better a quarter, and the 10-year yielding 3.01 after closing yesterday at 3.08%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. From Michigan, Don C. writes, I lost my job at the bank my very first day. A lady asked me to check her balance, so I pushed her over. <laughs> Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Simple Nexus, the homeownership platform that unites the people, systems, and stages of the mortgage process into one seamless end-to-end solution that spans engagement, origination, closing, and business intelligence. To learn more about Simple Nexus, an Encino company, visit simplenexus.com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.